0: Welcome to the Modern Lady Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Lindsay. And we are so happy that you're here joining us today.
1: It all begins shortly after the Christmas season ends. Everyone winds up seeing red, in anticipation of Valentine's Day, of course. And nowadays, it's not just for the couples out there. From Galentine's Day to Pinterest-worthy family activities, It seems like everyone can get in on sharing the love. So today, we are sharing our favorite ideas and resources for pulling together a week that truly celebrates all the relationships in our lives. From the fun, to the friends, to the family, to forever, love is certainly in the air. But first, Lindsay has our Modern Lady Tip of the Week. So what do you have for us this week, Lindsay?
0: Well, Michelle, do you know what labis is? I do not. No. Okay, well, it's also known as el bacho, el beso, boyo, and beso beso. Now, I probably oh, pronounced boy-o. all of those wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done. Well done. Um, okay. <laughs> I probably pronounced all of those wrong, but what those are, it's that traditional kiss greeting when you kiss somebody on the cheeks, right? We've all seen it in movies, maybe you've been awkwardly kissed on the cheeks and didn't quite know what to do. So we're gonna dive into that. So cheek kissing can be traced back to the holy kiss that St. Paul wrote about in his epistle to the Romans. Uh, that's that's where our sign of peace still comes from, right? In the mass, it used to be kissing and now it's handshaking. Um, and so around the world, people either do one kiss on the cheek Two kisses or three kisses. And the countries that do one kiss are Colombia, Argentina, Chile, Peru, and the Philippines. And the countries that do two kisses are Spain, Italy, Greece, Hungary, Romania, Croatia, France, and there are some Middle Eastern countries, but they do not do it between the sexes. Um, And then the three kisses. Belgium, Slovenia, Montenegro, Serbia, the Netherlands, Switzerland, Egypt. And this is my favorite. They also do the three kisses in Russia, followed by a giant bear hug. Oh, those Russians. Oh, <laughs> So friendly. And so if you (laughs) feel like this is about to happen, right? So let's say we're back Mm -hmm. in France, like we were last week in our etiquette tip. And and you you know this is going to happen. So you make eye contact with the person and then you take a step closer. Close, but not too close. And you Mm -hmm. put your hand on their upper arm or their shoulder and they do it to you at the same time. And you go to the left. It's always to the left, people. (laughs) You go to the left. So that puts your right cheek on their right cheek. Okay. And then you don't actually kiss the cheek, um, which I didn't know. I didn't know if you're actually supposed to like turn your lips to the cheek. So you don't actually kiss the cheek. It's cheek to cheek, but you do have them to make the kissing moi sound, or it's just weird. You're just touching cheeks. So no actual kiss, but you do a fake kiss sound. So not to add to anyone else social anxiety, but that's how you do the perfect cheek kiss. Oh,
1: but this is so good to know, because uh, especially if you're going to meet someone's family, Mm -hmm. I remember, so um, my family is pretty mixed cultures, but one of the cultures is like very European, right? Like Portuguese. And I remember bringing Phil to some of our family parties and mm-hmm. he would say to me after he's like I had no idea what was happening he's <laughs> like and then I like some people went to kiss me and I had to you know catch up and then I went to go kiss other people because I thought that that's what we do and they did not reciprocate <laughs> <laughs> that is <And> awkward so, <laughs> it is super awkward if you're not either in the practice of it and you're like with your own yeah. or if Yeah, or if it's like a mixed bag of people and you have no idea what anyone's going
0: for. And when I was on another site, I learned that you don't traditionally, you it's not a first meeting type thing. It's, it's usually oh. only done once you actually know each other already. And that if, though, of course, it's not a hard and fast rule, because if somebody leans into you the first time, you're not supposed to stiffen up, right? And like, just go with it. It's one second. But mm-hmm. I'm not even a hugger. So it's like, if somebody, oh, I stiffen <laughs> up when somebody hugs me. So hug and kisses. Oh, I just shut right down. <laughs> I don't even know. But now- <laughs> I think I'm glad. Actually, I know don't a little go bit to more Russia. about. It. No, <laughs> don't go to Russia, Lindsay. Don't do it. But it sounds so cute. I kind of know. If I feel like I'm going to go all in, mm-hmm. then if I'm going to do this, I want the three kisses followed by the bear hug. <laughs> Noted. I'm going to
1: do it next time I show up at your house. <laughs> Echoing our successful gift guide episode before Christmas, we thought we should hop onto another holidays train and share some lovely and lovable (laughs) ideas on how to make this holiday special too, if you are so inclined.
0: So, Lindsay, what are your thoughts on Valentine's Day? Well there I had love hate right love hate towards Valentine's sure. Day over the years and for so many years I was one of the eye rollers who thought no it's just another commercial holiday another way to spend our money and I just <laughs> waited for the day after so I could get the half price chocolate um as every, but, as we all right? do right, right? it's yes. the best um so but if I really look back over it I think I pretty much always had a boyfriend right from grade 8 um through and even so I remember in grade eight, getting a knock at the door, and my first boyfriend had gone and got me a full bouquet of flowers. Um, and wow. his, yeah, he had his mom drive him down to the store, and I will never forget that. And we're still <laughs> friends, and he's such a nice guy, and he's he's got three daughters now, truly a gentleman. And uh, it was just so sweet. So right from when I think I was twelve, which my daughter's twelve to thirteen, that's when I first got flowers for Valentine's Day. Um, and I hate flowers. I actually don't like flowers, which Jason knows. So. Yeah, I, I it's different over the years, but now, you know what, having a family and having the aspect of it being a feast day, which we'll talk about later, the feast day of St. Valentine, uh, there's lots of different levels to it. So I this old girl softened a bit over the years. I'm not as contrary as I used to be, <laughs> so I'm starting to be a little more romantic. What about you? You know what,
1: I have always loved the idea of Valentine's Day. But I, like, never had a boyfriend (laughs) Mm. during Valentine's Day until I was much older, like, in college when I started dating. Yeah. And so I feel like after all that time of all the movies and the books and the cultural anticipation of Valentine's Day being all the things and dinner out and romance and love letters, I was just so ready to jump on that bandwagon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so I did enjoy it. But like you, um, I have come down the other way a little bit, a little mm-hmm. bit back down to reality. After having kids, um, some, and it's just kind of a go with the flow type of thing for me now. Yeah. Like some years we get out, some years it doesn't happen. Um, but it is kind of a nice thing to to think about. There's a whole day dedicated to just remembering
0: that there is this thing in the world called love. <laughs> yeah, And you know what I was gonna say. Part of my thing is that I always bristle against things that are so cheesy in my head, right? I think I'm mm. so over that, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just I'm embracing the cheese. It is cheesy and it is commercial and it is yeah. And I'm like, let's yes. go for it. And like you too, we've had years where we couldn't do anything. Or Jason works, you know, as a police officer, so works a lot of holidays. But I have over the years, um, really grown to not expect anything, um, too much too. You know, because mm-hmm. I feel like. a lot of women and I was one of those women uh and and after watching all those movies that you talked about we Mm -hmm. expect rose petals and lit tea lights lining the stairs and you know like all the romantic things and and so when that doesn't happen because guys aren't reading from a script in a movie in real life um we get crushed, right? There's can be a mm-hmm. lot of disappointment on Valentine's Day too. And and so I think over the years, I kind of just, <laughs> with a lot of things, let my expectations finally lower a bit. And, and now I'm thankful. I'm really thankful with whatever we can do. That's awesome. Same here.
1: One thing that I do kind of think is interesting about Valentine's Day, as with a lot of things, I feel like uh, holidays and tropes in general are trying to expand to include uh, not just the typical... Uh, demographic for right. a holiday, right? So we see this with Valentine's Day. Uh, Galentine's Day is something yes. fairly new, but I feel like with this podcast is something we need to jump on.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I just was looking into Galentine's Day and I realized it, it's all from Parks and Recreation. Do you know that show by the writers of The Office?
1: Oh, yes. You know, what? I yeah, started
0: it's... watching it, but I haven't gotten to that part and I kind of forgot yes. that I liked it. Season two, episode 16, and I actually was just starting to watch it because we watched a few episodes when that show first came out and liked it, but never finished watching it either. So, um, yeah, it is from there. And so now I'm going to finish that episode when we finish today because it looked great. But maybe we'll plan one for next year. So if we did, what would you want with your Galentine's Day? Okay, so I feel like... Um nights out
1: with my friends are so few and far between i could go for anything for Mm. Valentine's day um like i think this year my my sister and uh, one of my cousins might go see a movie and it's Mm. that new um it stars rebel wilson but it's essentially they're taking like all the tropes of romantic comedies and i just i just so want to see that (laughs) yes uh, but one thing I I have seen popping up, this is more around the holidays I've seen it on Instagram, but you could certainly do it for a Valentine's Day thing too, is a favorite things party. Have you heard Ooh, about these? No. Okay, so uh, I found a definitive guide uh-huh. <laughs> on the blog Honey, We're Home. Uh, and what she says is that they set it up that everyone chooses a favorite thing and you set the price in advance. So it could be uh, something as small as like your favorite lip balm or as much as your favorite scarves or handbags or whatever your group of friends decides yeah and then you bring three of that thing individually wrapped yeah so when you come in everyone's names go into a bowl three times
0: yeah
1: and then you begin the evening with person number one presenting their favorite thing why it's their favorite thing. And then they draw three people's names who win that item. So much and it fun. it just goes on. I know. I want that. <laughs> That's what I thought. Me too. So next year, yes. we will have a Galentine's Day party. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. <laughs> I know. And I just thought, do you know what? It's, it's so great because we all love to share what's working for us and yeah. what's making us happy. And it's such a great way to learn something about your friends because it's like a peek into their personal lives and then instead of just texting each other all the time you actually have this uh opportunity to get together and like gush over all these things together yeah and what an amazing idea
0: for a party i just really jumped on that idea and love it so much and it's a lot classier than what i've been doing i bought that this i've talked about it frequently this powdered face mask. That's like a clay that you mix with apple cider vinegar and it smells like old socks, but it's a great face mask. And so I've been sharing it with every friend that comes to my house. I get out a Ziploc bag and I pour some of the powder in and (laughs) I give them a little Ziploc bag of this face mask. And that's not as classy as doing a fun party and wrapping up like actual containers of it for everybody. (laughs) I was just going to say, you can still do the mask. Just you'll have to like doll it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can give it out as.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's so great. What about you? What would
0: you do for Galentine's Day? I thought the gift idea too, because I do love the idea of giving um, girly gifts, right? Mm -hmm. And you know what? As much as I, again, because I'm too cool for school, roll my eyes at shower um, games, I often just... Um, hightail it out to the kitchen or something when a shower game starts but the one where you like do the stealing gifts and you roll the dice or whatever that game's always fun and so Mm -hmm. i think everybody could yeah pick 20 dollars or something like that bring a cool gift and then do a game like that and then because it's all about the cocktails um right right now this cotton candy cocktail is all the rage where you get like those champagne flutes but they're the flat the champagne glasses that are like a big flat bowl You know, those ones and they're still called a champagne glass, I believe. I don't think there's a more technical name for it, but they're like, so they're not the tall skinny flute, although that would work as well. But they're these flatter ones. Very Think Great Gatsby, like 1920s as they're sipping cocktails in these big flat glasses. Anyways, you put um, some pink cotton candy in because again, it's a girly party and it's Valentine's and then you just pour champagne over the top and that's your cocktail and it melts the (gasps) cotton candy. That sounds awesome. And you could do rosé if you wanted to keep it super pink. Um, But yeah, Mm -hmm. I just think that sounds so good. And then, you know what, just appetizers. Everybody loves having appetizers and sweet treats and then putting on a movie. Now, I do think if it's a Valentine's Day party, you need to stay away from the actual romantic movies. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it should be a girl power movie. And so a tearjerker slash girl power movie recommendations from me would be Steel Magnolias. And so every have you ever seen that? No. From I mean, the lady haven't. With Julia Roberts nope. and everybody. Oh my goodness. No. Okay, that's this is our year next year. Twenty <laughs> twenty is our Galantine's party.
1: Oh my gosh, maybe we should just rent a hall and <laughs> yes. everyone listening should just come.
0: <laughs> yes. Do you do would you do anything else for like a girls' night in? Do you know what
1: I'm I was thinking as soon as you said girl power movies? Yeah. Um, here's where my brain went was oh. um pitch perfect. Oh yeah. Have you ever seen Pitch Perfect? I, I love that Perfect. movie. Yeah,
0: yes, it's a great movie. The first
1: one though, not the so clearly I'm on a Rebel Wilson kick. <laughs> yes, you are. That I didn't even know I was on. So <laughs> yeah, that's a great movie. Okay, so if you are a a couple or you're mm-hmm. in a relationship. What are some of your favorite things to do as a couple then?
0: Yeah. Night in, go out. We do love to go out for dinner, just like you and Phil, Jason and I are foodies and we love, mm-hmm. you know, a good restaurant and a good night out. But as you know, we've had trouble getting sitters over the years, so we've had many a year where we didn't so dinner in or dinner out. We also do love cooking and we have a dining room. So either way, I do think it's really important in or out to eat once the kids are in bed together, light the candles, set the mood and have that quiet time. And if it, if evening isn't going to work, um, get up before the kids do a breakfast together. I actually, for our wedding anniversary, it was on October 2nd. We didn't have dinner time together that night. So we got, I got up at five, Five fifteen, and he didn't know this. And I made a whole candlelit breakfast for us. And he came wow. downstairs to candles lit on the kitchen table, pancakes, fruit, home fries, bacon, like everything done. And so I surprised us with a romantic breakfast by candlelight. And you know what? We're always going to remember that. And it was simple as anything once you get up. And I want to say because I I stopped buying cards for birthdays and stuff. Like a lot of people I know mm-hmm. stopped buying greeting cards because let's face it, they are like eight ninety nine now for a card. Yes. Um, but... On the flip side, I've been thinking about this lately, especially as I've been decluttering and um, I've been finding a lot of cards I've saved from like my grand- grandparents, some who have passed on or my mom. And having those cards with the handwriting of a loved one are actually very special. And I always remembered my parents, even when we were really little and they had no money, they always had those elaborate Valentine's Day cards, like the bigger ones mm-hmm. that had like pop outs and stuff. And right, multiple they, panels. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. always went on all out on their valentines and they probably honestly didn't do dinner didn't do if i think back i was just little but they they always had the card and their card was always sitting on the counter and they'd put their like lovey-dovey nickname for each other Mm -hmm. on the front of their cards and if i look back fondly on that and they kept all those cards all in a photo album so i am going to make a little push for buying cards again even if you think your partner doesn't want one and then save them and i'm going to tell you when your kids look through them one day and they see the little messages you wrote to each other it's actually quite special
1: Yeah, I love that because your personality really comes out when you're writing a heartfelt card right, and inscribing something. So I have a different version of that that I have been thinking about picking up again. And before Mm. we were married, I started a notebook where I would write entries, but to fill. Mm hmm. Uh, just like daily, sometimes daily or whenever I got the chance. And then we got married. <laughs> I stopped writing in the book, but mm-hmm. it's still sitting on his bedside table. And I was like, you know, even if it's just like for Valentine's Day or your birthday or our anniversary to just jot down a little message, if you're if you're not able to get out to buy a card or um, you forget last minute, like I always do <laughs> and it, time has run out. Starting something like that, that's a real keepsake too. And it's true because we are uh, the most inspiring. Uh, the thing that's most inspiring about love sometimes is being able to witness someone else's real love story. Yeah. And so what a way to even um, within your marriage or relationship and blessing each other with thoughtfulness to inspire a future generation or your children with okay. how to express affection and endearment to
0: one another Absolutely. anytime jason leaves me a little love note on the coffee maker or something like that man that's sweet so right taking that time to write and your kids will find them one day and just seeing mom and dad's handwriting you know it, there's something really mm-hmm. special about that we text each other to write cute things throughout sure. the day and i'm sure you guys mm-hmm. do too and that's wonderful but something about having a little stack of love notes oh you know what else we do um that again it's in the same vein of something that I know our kids will find one day. A couple times a year, Jason will buy real champagne. I mean the good stuff. And mm-hmm. but it, it's to celebrate something. So whenever we pop the cork, he'll write on the cork and marker why we bought that bottle and what year we bought it. And he's been saving them all in this glass vase. And so one day our kids will find all these corks and they'll know that their mom and dad celebrated, right? That we really mm-hmm. cherished these special things that happened throughout our year. And so I really think that those are the things that our kids observe and want to again we talked before about setting the bar high for our families Mm -hmm. and it's it's not it doesn't have to be elaborate or expensive it's these little demonstrations of married love that are like you said the real love story
1: Right, little things with great love.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like a saint said that or something. Oh, yeah. It's like a
1: Therese
0: or yeah, something. something like that. I don't know who that could be, though. Yeah. You know what else we do, too? Oh, my goodness. And again, it's embarrassing the cheese. And so your husband might roll his eyes. But if you go to slow dance in the living room, you know, put on your wedding song, light the candles. Mm. It is very sweet. And I know you both might think this is so awkward at first but yes. it, it is actually really really sweet especially if the kids are around our kids when they're especially little would come and then hold on to our legs and we'd all end up dancing as a family and while we'd be looking at each other oh i'm gonna cry right now oh i guess i'm a soft oh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um
1: for us an idea and this is like if you've kind of done the romance and you're looking at each other and it's like 8 p.m., and you still have a few hours <laughs> mm. to go until bedtime. What else can you do for Valentine's Day on a night in? Mm. Um, one thing that Phil and I used to really love doing, and we've talked about picking this back up again too, is playing video games together. <laughs> and Romeo. And- Alice. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> I just, I don't know why, because games in general are good. If you play like yeah. two-person card games or whatever, that is also good. But there's just something about video games that gives off a different vibe. I don't know. It's like simultaneously more competitive, but less intense. Mm, like, that's fun. I don't know. Maybe it's because you're not facing each other, <laughs> you know, like yeah. heading off. So on the one hand, like our favorites could be like Super Smash Brothers. There's Mm -hmm. nothing more romantic than, uh, you know, throwing your spouse's avatar off a floating platform in the middle of a Super Nintendo Sky. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And if you want to do teamwork like Super Mario Brothers, I have such good memories uh, in my family growing up. But also, too, with Phil, we would love like when Claire was a baby. I remember trying to put her down so that we can get to the next level on super mario (laughs) brothers and you're like hurling each other up into the clouds to get the coin and uh, i don't know there's just something about a video game especially with those hors d'oeuvres or those appies that you talked about earlier Mm. um it's just fun having fun together and uh doing something that's not quite so serious all the time i think and we we've talked about laughing together oh yes Uh, Whereas card games can get really competitive and that has its (laughs) place. (laughs) A video game is just fun. And then you turn it off at the end of the night and you've done something together and you've probably
0: laughed At the silliness of it all, at some point or another, laughing together is so important. It's so important. It's the bedrock of my marriage, and it's just, yeah, having fun together in whatever way that is for the two of you. I think is is critically important. So I think that's awesome. Finding something you really enjoy like that is is Mm -hmm. good. Is really good times. So Michelle, what about the kids? How do you you know celebrate Valentine's Day with your kids? So for the kids um, in
1: preparation for Valentine's Day, like doing the classroom Valentine's cards basically takes up a lot of the week leading up to Valentine's Day. And it it can be very creative. And so in that sense, it can be a lot of fun for everyone to get involved in. But I just want to add a note about why we send Valentine's cards. It's actually based on St. Valentine, who um, lived in the late 200s. And he was a bishop and he tried to convert the Roman emperor to Christianity, which at that time didn't usually work out well for the people who tried to do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so one legend says a lot of these are legends because there's not much written about him, just kind of like oral tradition passed on through the years. So one legend says that, you know, being imprisoned uh, for trying to convert the emperor, he would write encouragement to uh, married couples from prison Mm. another legend says that while he was imprisoned he actually healed the jailer's blind daughter and on the day of his execution he left her a note of encouragement in the faith and signed it your valentine so isn't that (laughs) i know i'm always struck by that so we've kind of continued on this these traditions from this man who really uh, lived out his faith and died for his faith. And Mm -hmm. this is his feast day, Valentine's day, and that we all do it in a remembrance of these legends of how he did spread the faith. So that's something, that's just a little tidbit of knowledge. And so um, going back to sending Valentine's within the classroom, I just have had such a great time. Pinterest is like the wealth of knowledge for kids valentine's they have such great ideas and one year we did glow sticks uh, and the card the little card the principal card that comes with it it so you light up my world (laughs) and so the kids had such fun i just put two little slits in the card and they fed a glow stick through and then they gave that to the class or another year we did jelly beans and the kids would help me fill tiny little Ziploc bags of a few jelly beans and the card the principal card that comes with it on Pinterest was saying you're pretty keen jelly bean and to see them get excited about sharing with their friends and sharing with their classmates it's really sweet and so it it just turns into a big family activity that they then take out into the world
0: oh that is really sweet
1: yeah what do you guys do do you do anything as a family for
0: Valentine's Day So a couple of years ago, I started, um, we start cutting out construction paper hearts and we cover our one whole wall in our kitchen with hearts and I leave them all blank and I leave a few markers there. And then the kids and Jason and I and my parents, if they can buy, we leave messages to each other and we have the whole wall eventually filled with hearts with like little Valentine's messages to each other. And usually it's up by now and I'm running a bit behind. I just found all my Valentine's decorations yesterday, actually. So I'll maybe be doing Mm -hmm. that tonight. Um, But the kids, love that and they love getting little notes from each other on the wall and then when you step back at the end you know of Valentine's Day or the week later I step back and you just see all the love all the nice encouraging messages we wrote to each other and it's really really sweet Um, or they leave them for grandma and grandpa and so you know I'm like mom you have to come over to the house sometime in the next week and see the notes on the wall and write one back to the kids Um, but one thing about St. Valentine I'll post this on our Facebook page Um, I made Jason a a Valentine a couple years ago that has the skull of actual saint valentine his actual skull (laughs) and it's i just covered it in really cheesy hearts and stuff and it says happy me day coming out of his mouth (laughs) so a little macabre this seems very
1: on brand for you too yeah it is very on brand
0: yeah Um, so we've always um i always decorate so we put the hearts everywhere and i have pretty banners for the fireplace and then i'll do like heart-shaped pancakes and pink heavy oh i make pink milk that my grandma used to make but it's like the um, red food coloring but then you do a little vanilla and a little sugar and you stir it and it's mm-hmm. delicious she used to call them pink ladies um and then oh. you can i sometimes do the rim of the cup with like the um sprinkles so then it's like the pretty yes. sprinkles all around the rim and then the pink milk inside so again oh those things, like i have everything in my cupboard and it takes a minute and the kids think it's so magical so magical that you did heart-shaped pancakes and pink milk
1: i'm gonna do pink milk yeah for sure okay it's time for our what we're loving this week segment of the show so Lindsay, for this week going with our valentine's day theme we want to know your favorite love movie song and
0: literary couple Go. Okay, movie. Um I realize that I'm not that much of a romantic movie fan and so I really had to rack my brain about this. Um but there was one movie I saw at the theater and I sobbed my eyes out and it's um the movie PS I Love You. Have you ever seen that one? With no, Hillary I have Swank. not watched that. Oh, no, but boy. I've seen it
1: like on posters and stuff all the time. Yeah. So. Yeah, and okay. I'm not a
0: Hillary Swank fan really, but um her husband dies and he leaves her letters that continue on for a long time after his death and so it is a big tearjerker to kind of help her move on with her life and then she decides to fly back to his hometown in ireland and then happens to meet somebody else there a new person there who was his friend but it's a it was a solid tearjerker and just the thought of losing your husband and so yeah p.s i love you i was a mess leaving that movie in the theater um should i do all three (laughs) right now do you want yes. to hear okay okay yeah. for music um this was a hard one because i do love romantic music and i could have had 50 songs but um <laughs> there's a song that's like an acapella Barbershop quartet type group from the 60s that were called the Crew Cuts that sing a song called Shaboom. <laughs> do you know Shaboom? Shaboom. Yes. Yes. Yes, <laughs> I, I do. I do know. i spent my whole life loving you. You know that song? Yes. Um mm-hmm. so it's our favorite song. We put it on in the car every day and the kids roll their eyes and Jason and I harmonize together and we look at each other and sing the whole thing. <laughs> and I've told my sons besides one of them having to be a priest, um the other one who does get married, I've planned their lives out for them. Uh, he has to propose to his girlfriend with that song in a barbershop quartet and he has to slide forward on his knees because there's you know it's basically a proposal so I've I've told my sons uh hopefully hopefully somebody proposes oh my using goodness. that song and the other song I love is dream a little dream of me by Doris Day oh my goodness I love that song too oh just that That's era right oh my goodness mm-hmm. And then my favorite literary couple has to be Lord Peter Wimsey, the detective from the series of novels um, from crime writer Dorothy Sayers from the 1920s, and he finally gets the woman he loves. She, the character uh, that he falls in love, with was also a crime writer. I think she's based on the author, and but her name is Harriet Vane, and it takes Harriet a while to soften up to Lord Peter Wimsey. But um, the last book in the series, their honeymoon book, is just is just really, and there's a murder, of course, in their honeymoon in. Their of little course. cab, the cabin they're renting, but um, yeah, it's it's Peter Whim- Whimsy and Harriet Vane. I just love their relationship. So, what about you? Movie, music, literary couple? Okay, so my
1: favorite movie is actually a miniseries, mm-hmm. and that is North and South, <sighs> which is was done by the BBC. Uh, it stars Richard Armitage and Daniela Denby. Ash, is that how you say your name? Yeah, I, I think, think so. Okay, um, but I love this. Whole story. It's based on a novel by Elizabeth Gaskell, Mm -hmm. and it basically takes place in the in England, where um, this girl grew up in the south, where it's very picturesque, country cottages type of thing. And uh, due to unfortunate circumstance, her family has to move up to the north. I think her dad has a new job, a teaching job, and it's so industrial, and it's such a stark. Difference from what she is used to, that she really fights it, and not helping is a, an acquaintance of hers who's the owner of one of these factories, and she totally disagrees with how the the whole lifestyle of the factory life and the workers, and it gets into unions at that time. And so, what I liked about it, I remember watching it and thinking this is very like Pride and Prejudice e, but with a little bit um, more historical societal context of what was happening in other parts of the world outside of the family estate at the time. So uh, yeah, it really goes into the characters and uh, they have this Darcy, Elizabeth Mm -hmm. Bennet thing going on and I'm always here for that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My favorite song is called Take the World by Johnny Swim. So Johnny Swim is a husband and wife duo and they are most famous for singing the theme song to Fixer Upper. The TV show? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I remember looking into the other stuff that they write, and I just love it because they write about love coming from the perspective of their marriage, which is unique. You don't often get that nowadays, right? Yeah. Um, And so, for example, their first lines of the song says, We don't need calligraphy to write a fancy story. Kings and queens return to thieves to find what we've been holding. You and me, we can take the world. Hmm. And every time I hear it, I just think, can somebody please use this as their wedding song? If I had known that this song (laughs) existed, I would have chosen it for ours. But I suggested to every engaged couple that I know, it's like, oh, congratulations on your engagement. Do you know what song you should pick? (laughs) You should pick this song. (laughs) Okay, Um, I have to ask, what was your wedding song? Our wedding song was Amazed. Oh, yes. Lone Star. Yes. So yes, baby, I'm amazed by you. I wanted Elvis. Phil like vetoed Elvis. Which Elvis song me did you kind want? Of sad. Can't help falling in love uh, with you. And then there was another one. Oh, I can't think of it off the top of my head. But if I remember it, maybe I'll I'll post it to the YouTube page and see how many people agree that it would be the perfect wedding song. Yeah. I just remember at the time I was teaching Aquafit. <laughs> And I use so many Elvis songs for my cool down because he's (laughs) such a relaxing voice and thinking, this could be our wedding song. This could be our wedding song. And it feels like no Elvis. So As if no Elvis. I know. (laughs) How can you? (laughs) But anyhow. I'm over it, kind of. <laughs> and so, for favorite literary characters, uh, it has to be Gilbert Blythe and mm-hmm. Anne Shirley yes. from Anne, the Anne of Green Gables series. So much like Peter Wimsey uh, and Harriet Vane, they are very much a slow burn couple, mm-hmm. right? Like their yeah. love story takes several books. Uh, but I love. Like Gilbert Blythe has always loved Anne Shirley mm-hmm. and he's always giving up stuff for her and um, giving her preference over things that would normally make his life a lot easier, like teaching jobs and and things like that. Always looking out for her, but in a secretive kind of way, because she's so not interested until much later on. And so, yeah, every time I, I
0: think about a love story, I think about Gilbert Blythe and Anne. And, ha- and Charlotte, my daughter, just finished reading that entire series, and I have to say I'm glad that was, aside from her father and I, uh, her first kind of look, you know, literary look at love and about female friendship, it's just, oh my goodness, every every girl needs to sit, and boy, if they want, the Anna Green Gable series, you're right. It's just such a great introduction, a soft introduction into the world. Okay, that's going to do it for us this week. Lindsay, how can people find us? You can find us on Facebook at The Modern Lady Podcast and by the same name on Instagram at The Modern Lady Podcast. You can find Michelle on Instagram at mm S-A-C-H-S. And I'm on Instagram at Linny Autumn, L-I-N-N-I-E-A-U-T-U-M-N. Thanks so
1: much for listening, everyone. Have a great week and we will see you next time.